operating with the magnetic, omnipresent love of Christ. And this, is, this to me is, is beautiful. I'll be, the main text is going to be out of Luke 8, a very familiar passage. And if I were to keep you up to speed on this, just the Cliff's Notes, if you were to ask Jesus, hey, what happened to you today? He would say, well, um, I did a little bit of teaching earlier, and then I was in a boat, kind of fell asleep a little bit, took a nap. My disciples got all, they freaked out and uh, asked me if I cared, and then I rebuked the wind and the waves, just totally calmed the storm, then got over to the other side, and there's this demon-possessed guy with a legion wearing no clothes, cutting himself, and cast a legion of demons out of him. Uh, he, in turn, went and evangelized an entire Decapolis, on top of that, there was a herd of swine that went straight into the, yeah, into the lake. And a lot of farmers weren't happy about that because they cared more about bacon than this poor man's soul. And, and then I'm on my way, this big shot ruler of the synagogue named Jairus, his daughter is sick now and she's about to die. And I'm on my way to his house to heal her and actually raise her from the dead. And then this woman shows up. This woman who has been unclean for as many years as Jairus' daughter has been alive. This woman who everything that she touches according to the law is unclean. Everyone who touches her or she touches is unclean till the evening. Someone that the law said ought to just keep her hands to herself and socially distance. <laughs> See something about this magnetic Jesus that you can touch, and he's not afraid of being contaminated. This beautiful magnetic love of Jesus is what I want to talk about today. And that beautiful magnetic love did not cease to exist and thrive after his crucifixion. He's alive, y'all. He's alive in each and every one of you today. So I'm going to read that, uh, Luke 8, 43 through 48. And a woman, have, woman having an issue of blood 12 years, which has spent all of her living on physicians, neither could be healed of any, came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. Remember that, the hem of his garment. And immediately her issue of blood stanched. And Jesus said, who touched me? When all denied, Peter and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude throng you and press you. And say you, who touched me? And Jesus said, somebody has touched me. For I perceive that virtue is gone out of me. And when the woman saw that she was not hid, she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared to him before all the people for what cause she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. And he said to her, daughter, be of good comfort. Your faith has made you whole. Go in peace. There's something about, she heard about Jesus, she'd seen Jesus, it didn't matter about the crowd, it didn't matter if he was on his way to go heal somebody who was important, his daughter, it did not matter. There's something beautiful about Jesus that transcends so many rules, 
transcends strongholds in our minds. And I'm here to tell you today, there's something magnetic and beautiful within each and every one of you, a portion of the Christ that he has given you that is beautiful and magnetic, and we all ought to cherish that and honor that. We learn as little children in Sunday school, Jesus lives in me. But we need to, I mean, man, when the more we catch a revelation of that, that that's real, and yes, it's a portion of him. I'm not Jesus, I'm a member of his body. But there's a portion of the beautiful anointing of the Christ, of his love that knows everybody in every room that I'll ever be in and can draw me to them and draw them to me, and it's really them being drawn to the Christ. It's just a matter of sensitivity to him, yielding to him. So there is a co-magnetism, Matthew 28, 18 through 20, the Great Commission. You've heard this how many millions of times? And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even till the end of the age. Now that word command means to enjoin. He didn't say, well, I'm going away on vacation. I'm going to just, I'm going to leave you a book. You're on your own. No, I'm giving you, every one of you, a portion of my magnetism. I am with you. He was with us. Thank God for World Missionary Press. Thank the Lord for the printed word. But before the printed, the printing press, generations upon generations, even through oral tradition, and more than that, having a relationship with the Christ in them and the Christ in their brothers and sisters in the first century with, without having a complete Bible, just epistles here floating around and word of mouth, but they knew Jesus. They knew that the Holy Spirit lived in them. They were in touch with him. They let Mr. Love love through them, and they turned the world upside down. How much more? We have the Holy Spirit, and we have the complete canon. Isn't that wonderful? And canon just means the entirety of Scripture, not, not weapons, okay? I'm a, I'm a peacemaker. All right. <laughs> just so you know. All right. Now, Isaiah 6, 3 tells us that the whole earth is filled with his glory. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is filled with his glory. And that was back then. But Habakkuk, Habakkuk 2.14 said, As surely as I live, says God, the whole earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. It's going to be recognized. He is going to be recognized as the waters cover the sea. And then Colossians 1.27 tells us that it is Christ in us who is the hope of glory. The happy expectation of Jesus' beauty being manifested on earth as it is in heaven. Now, this is a family ministry. His incarnation from Bethlehem to eternity is living proof of his full identification with mankind. The man Christ Jesus, in his prototype glorified body, like we will have one day, fully identifies with and represents Humanity. That's beautiful. Hebrews 2.11 says, He is not ashamed 
to call us his brothers and sisters. I love that. John 20, 17, one of my favorite verses. I love them all, but this one is, this one is really awesome. Jesus says unto her, this is unto Mary, Magdalene, touch me not. This is after he is raised from the dead, before he's ascended. Touch me not, for I'm not yet ascended to my father. But go to who? My brethren. I love this. Yeah, those who fled and forsook me, those who denied that they knew me, I love them. I've never given up on them. I'm going to pour my magnetism into them. Wow. Go to my brethren and say unto them, I ascend unto who? Unto my father and your father, and unto my God and your God. It's all about family. It's all about relationship. It's letting them know that there is a seat at the table for every human being, and that he fully identifies with us, and he has qualified us, wow, all by himself, and invites us all to participate, to come and dine. Matthew 6, 9, when he taught us to pray, how'd it start? Our Father. Not just my Father, because not just about me, because I've got a portion of this magnetic love. It's about our Father. It's about our relationship with him and appreciating the Jesus in one another. Matthew 1, Matthew chapter 1, verse 1. Now, the very first verse of the New Testament starts out like this. The book of the generation, that word is the genealogy, the family of Jesus Christ. First word of the words of the New Testament. First sentence starts with family. There's a place for you at the table. The book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. This is awesome. And then if you go on, everything's in the Bible for a reason. Now, I'm not going to read through the so-and-so begat so-and-so, but there's a lot of so-and-sos who begat a lot of other so-and-sos. But I'm going to encourage you to go and read through that list. And let me tell you why. Here's the thing here. Matthew 1.17 says, So all the generations from Abraham to David are 14 generations. And from David unto the carrying away into Babylon are 14 generations. And from the carrying away into Babylon unto Christ are 14 generations. However, if you go ahead and look at that, there's supposed to be 42 generations. But you're only going to find 41 people listed there. You're going to find, if you go through that, and please do it at home, don't do it right now, but I encourage you to be Bereans and to do that. If you count them from Abraham to David, you're going to count 14. You count from David to the carrying away unto Babylon, you're going to find 14. But if you count the carrying away into Babylon unto Christ, you're only going to find 13. And there are critics of the Bible who really come against this strong and say, well, there's a problem there. Well, the thing is, they don't recognize the generation, what Jesus opened up. Wow. Here's the thing here. 1 Peter 2.9. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who's called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. The Bible, there is not a mistake there in the Bible. You, we just got to understand this is the book of the family. This is the book of the family of Jesus Christ. Wow. Isn't he beautiful? Isaiah 53, 8, talking about Jesus. He was taken from prison and from judgment. And here's the gospel. And who shall declare 
his generation. I love it. Psalm 24 says, the earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. For he's founded upon the seas and established it upon the floods. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Jesus. Or who shall stand in his holy place? He that has clean hands and a pure heart, who's not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. That's Jesus. Now, there are a lot of people who have lifted up their soul unto vanity and repented of it, but there's only one who never did. That's Jesus. Now, we go from this, from he, singular, and then in verse 6, something very strange happens. No, verse 5 here. He shall receive, he shall receive, this one who is unspotted, this one who's not lifted his soul up to vanity nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive the blessing of the Lord and righteousness. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, He became sin who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness a people, wow, from the God of his salvation. And then it goes from singular, he, unto plural, a people. All of a sudden says, this is the generation of them that seek him, that seek thy face, O Jacob, Selah. Talk about this generation, the generation of Jesus Christ, that 14th generation that people think is missing, that 42nd generation in the genealogy, wow, in the family of the Lord Jesus Christ. Something wonderful happened between verse 5 and 6. He fully identifies with us. In his life, death, burial, resurrection, and ascension. And if you're Christ, you're Abraham's seed and heir according to the promise. Your family. Wow. Yes. In Christ. That before Olive Garden. Yeah. When you're here, your family. All right. He is the forever incarnate Christ who fully identifies with humanity. 1 Corinthians 6, 17 says, but he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. 2 Corinthians 6, 1 says, we are workers together with God, not for God, with God. It's his magnetism. It's his faith that works by love working through us. These things that cannot be humanly manufactured. We couldn't even believe without the grace of God. Isn't that wonderful? Without his magnetic love. And I'm here to just encourage you today that his magnetic love lives in you. His magnetic love lives in all those who are going, you're going to hear testimonies in just a little bit. But it was from the magnetic love of God. It wasn't, it wasn't from, you know, uh, just, just great preaching, great orators, anything like that. No. It wasn't from, you know, super personality. It was just the magnetic love of Jesus, the work of God in the earth. He's omnipresent, even to those who don't yet know him. Hebrews 1.3 says, He upholds all things by the word of his power, and by him all things consist. Every human being would disintegrate if Jesus wasn't upholding every cell in our body. Isn't that wonderful? He's the sustainer of all life. Acts 17.28, For in him we live and move and have our being. Paul talking to the, 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 the Greeks in, in Athens. The scholars, the philosophers, as certain also of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. Whoo! Acts 2, 16 through 17, the day of Pentecost said, this is that. And that was that. 
which is spoken by the prophet Joel. It shall come to pass in the last days, says God, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Not just save flesh. God is working in and on everybody. There's a magnetic pull of Jesus working in the earth. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that, but it's powerful, and he, he resides in each and every one of us. John 12, 32 through 33, Jesus said, if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw men to myself. And they said, this he said, signifying what death he should die. That word draw is literally means to drag. If I be lifted up, if I'm crucified, and he was, I will drag all men to myself. So there's this magnetic, wow, love of Jesus that is drawing people, this invisible magnetic love of Jesus that is drawing people and captivating their hearts, and they're waiting for a witness in the earth, a catalyst to love them, a catalyst with some skin on them who has a magnetic portion of his love. Wow. To share his love, to yield to the Spirit, to hand him, give him a scripture booklet, whatever the Holy Spirit says. Isn't that wonderful? Just waiting for somebody to yield. Wow. The Christ, the, the Christ all around people, every person, wow, is bearing witness, wow, to his finished work and just waiting on tiptoes for the manifestation of the Son's and daughters of God. That's amazing. That just, I love that. Yeah. So he, he drags us to people and he drags people to us. Psalm 133. This is the magnetic body of our great high priest. Behold how good, how pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. The word Irene, peace. He is our peace who's broken down the middle wall of partition and made us one. That word means to set at one again. It's about union with him. And it's again because he already chose us in him from before the foundation of the world. It says it's like the precious ointment on the head that ran down the beard, even Aaron's beard that went down to the skirts of his garments, the hem of his garment. Okay, the borders of his garment. As the dew of Hermon and as the dew that descended on the mountains of Zion, Hebrews 12 says we've come unto Mount Zion. This is a spiritual thing. It's a beautiful thing. Don't have time to tap into that right now, but it's a real deal. For there the Lord commanded bless, the blessing, even life forevermore. This speaks of a corporate anointing. His garment is a coat of many colors that's supersaturated from top to bottom and gushing oil at the lowest point, at the hem. So you don't need to have a special uh, position or title. You don't have to be the pastor or the archbishop. You don't have to be someone who is highly recognized. You can feel at your lowest and it does not matter. I'm, you're anointed. You're part of this beautiful garment. You're part of this in Christ realm. You're one with him. His magnetic love resides in you. Wow. And people still want to touch Jesus. People still want a touch from Jesus. And I'm telling you, there's, there's enough Jesus in you. Wow. To last for eternity. You, don't, you and I definitely don't have all of them, but we got all we need to bless everybody we need in this lifetime and beyond. Isn't that beautiful? I love that. 
Okay. And when, even when the Bible tells us to put on the Lord Jesus Christ, put on the full armor of God, that word put on doesn't mean that he's separate. It, 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 it simply means, if you look at it in the Greek, to sink deeper into, like a garment. You're already there, but there's, there's more of him. So like when James says, draw nigh to God, that's not about proximity. It's about relationship. Yeah, he's there. In him we live and move and have our being. He upholds all, every cell in our body by the word of his power. Ephesians 1, 15 through 23 says his, that, that the church is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. So the, there's an importance of the sensitivity to the Christ in us and the people around us. And these ladies are going to share testimonies in a couple of minutes. Here's how much Jesus identifies with mankind. Matthew 25, 40. As you've done it unto the least of these, my brethren, going to the prison, ministering to those who are incarcerated, uh, feeding the sick, clothing, clothing the naked, all of, all of these things. He says, you've done it unto the least of these, my brethren, you've done it unto me. I fully identify with them, and I'm dragging them, and I just need you to be a catalyst. I just need my love to flow through you, and you're a worker together with me. Stop trying so hard and just yield to my love. That's beautiful. Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. So the omni the omni omnipresent Christ in, around, and sustaining every living thing is longing for a human witness. You know, I, just a couple of personal examples here. I was recently in Cleveland, Ohio. And I'm not telling you to do this. Do what the Holy Spirit shows you to do, okay? Um, and it was, it was at night, and I went out, went out to go get some fries. And uh, I like fries. So I'm out there, in the, and I'd never been to Cleveland before, and it's dark out and all, you know, and I'm out there. And uh, I come across this homeless guy, a, a black brother. And he, uh, and the Holy Spirit just, I believe, he drew us to one another, and I, I was able to minister to this guy. And this is during COVID, we didn't have a mask on, and, and we embraced. I mean, I hugged this guy, and, uh, and I could just tell that the, that the love of God was just, we're just working here. And the Lord told me, just empty the contents of your wallet, what you got there. Not with credit cards or anything, but just the, uh, the cash, okay? And, and, and I don't advocate that you do that in the middle of a strange city in the middle of the night, okay? But that's just, and we got to talk, this guy had just been under, it was like so much condemnation and everything. And, uh, and this brother just needed encouragement from the Lord. And I had to stop him like mid-sentence. I'm like, because he, he was just being down on himself. And I said, brother, you know what? I'm about two paychecks away from being right where you are. And all of a sudden, that just broke everything down. And we, be, we began to talk. And I mean, it was beautiful. Something else that's, that's happening uh, in my life personally, and I'm not saying this just to be about me, but it's, it's I mean, that's who you know, you witness about what you've seen and heard. So that's, so that's you know, that's what I've got to talk about. But um, the Lord's recently given me a real, just a love and a, a ministry to, to Muslims. This was about, this was in, uh, was about three years ago. I sense, and there was a, a huge Muslim convention. They invited, they Christians and Jewish people were invited. I found out about this event, and I really felt drawn to it, and it was over the entire Thanksgiving weekend from Thursday, and I wouldn't get back home till Sunday. So my gracious wife was like, okay, you, you know, that, that's all right. And so you feel sometimes, oh, man, you're leaving your family on Thanksgiving. What kind of guy are you? Blah, blah, blah. 
So I go, really not knowing what I'm doing, I go up there, and there's probably over, over a thousand. I mean, it's just, it's just packed, and there's a few, uh, you know, Jewish brothers, there's a, few, there's a few Christians there, but mostly, I mean, predominantly, 99% Muslim. And there's this imam got up to speak, and somehow we were asking questions after, and I got up to speak. And I just, I thanked him for his message, and I said, there are parts of that that sounded just like Jesus when you're talking about love and peaceful coexistence. And I just focused on the things we had in common. And it opened up a, a platform for me to speak for a little while about Jesus. And people's eyes were tearing up, Muslims. And then after in the, in the lobby, they're like, people, men and women, they're coming to me. And they say, man, we had goosebumps and we were in tears and we so appreciate something happened when you were speaking, just, just washed over us. And, and it was just, what a blessed time. And then I went back the following year and, uh, and Tammy went with me and some friends went. And I was walking by this, this one table and this young lady said, what, what, what are you doing here, may I ask? And I, I was like, uh, she says, you're an American. It's Thanksgiving. Why do you care about us? And I said, you know what? I said, I'm a Christian and a human being, and I, and I love you. I care for you. I care for refugees. I, 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 you know, I don't fully understand your plight, but I'm here to know, you, let you know that I support you, that I love you, that Jesus loves you, and, and just here just to just embrace your community. And she Broke down crying. I broke down crying. The guy next to me, there were just tears all over the place, not an onion within probably a half a mile. And this was just a God thing. And we still, we, we correspond. And, and this, is, this is a beautiful thing that the Lord is doing. I get, um, I have favor. It's, it's amazing. There's this app called Clubhouse. And I got on it, and there are, there are, there's Muslim imams, there's doctors, lawyers, people from, and they have embraced me. I'll just pop in. It's like an audio thing. Nobody can see you, but you talk. And they've gotten to know who I am, and all of a sudden, I'll just come and just be in the back, and they, they're like, well, we want you to come to the stage. That's what they call it. And all of a sudden, they'll pull me up. They say, uh, Joe, do you have anything to say? And I'm like, okay. And this is all Muslims, right? And they... They want to know about the Trinity. They want to know about, you know, monotheism and, and, and how the Trinity works in that. They want to know about the incarnation. They're quoting scripture and asking me certain things, and I'm able to bless them. There was a bunch of, of Muslim women who they had it. They were talking about marriage, and they asked me, and I just sat in the back, and all of a sudden they called me, and everybody could hear me. I had the, I had the mic, had the floor, so to speak, and I began talking about just what it means to us as Christians. And how just like we set our affection on him, we set our affection on our spouse. And I was able just to really talk about Jesus and the church and the whole beauty of, uh, of, of creation and how God created male and female. And, and when I was done, some of them were really down on marriage. And then they're like, you make us want to get married. This is really good, you know. And so, so there's favor. Here's a recent, something I just, I just got this message the other day from a Muslim brother named Ahmed. Ahmed said, I'm interested to know more about Christianity and Jesus Christ. I have been to Egypt. My closest friend there was a Christian. And I'm also interested to show people here that there are good Americans and there are good Christians too. He lives in the Middle East. I really do like your videos and topics that you talk about, and I'm so eager to know more. So as a result, Ahmed, I got talking to him, 
and we're in the middle of this conversation, and all of a sudden, he lets, he lets me know. It was at the beginning, but he lets me know. Oh, I'm, I'm, ta- I'm recording this, by the way, right? So I'm like, okay. And so he's recording this to share with his people, to share with other Muslims that there are Americans, that there are Christians, wow, who love Jesus and that Jesus loves them. And so this is opening doors, and we, we're going to do, be doing a, a series of these together. This is going to continue because he wants to share, and I want to share these things about how, how God is moving. And the Lord is appearing to Muslims. I mean, physically, you know, appearing. He's doing wonderful things all around the world, really touching Muslim people. And that's, that's, that's beautiful. I think that's, that's fantastic. And you know what? These Muslims, too, I'll be like on Clubhouse or whatever. They don't argue with me. They're just, and I let them know I'm not being dogmatic or shoving anything down their throat. And they know that. I'll just say, here's my, you know, Christian perspective, which is mine. And I believe it to be orthodox. And here's what I believe. And then, oh, thank you. Thank you so much, Joe. Thank you. And that's it. There's no, there's, you know, no arguments, no anything. And it's, it's beautiful, the dialogue that we have. I'm not telling everybody to do that. But wherever, because certain people, there's a different magnetism with different ones. So wherever it is that you are, I guarantee that the Christ in you has a people group or a certain person at work or wherever you are. He knows everybody in every room. And there's somebody. Don't focus on the ones who don't want, you know. Some people will celebrate you. Some will tolerate you. And believe me, I know what it is to be, to just be tolerated. It doesn't feel good at all. But, but. Thank God someone will recognize the Christ in you, those that you're connected with, those who, those who really catch the essence of the, of the Christ in you. And that's, of course, when we're yielding to him. And, uh, and that's a beautiful thing. So, again, uh, I could say a bunch more, but I am going to yield the floor. And I got about two minutes, so I was a really good boy with that, keeping the time. That's good. So there is a, yeah, there's going to be varied resistance to the dragging, that resides in people's minds, those are strongholds, but that never negates the truth that the Holy Spirit is working in their lives. Our five senses will make us think that our words and deeds are ineffective if we're not looking through the right Christocentric lens. And in closing, and I'm not, that's not, I'm not lying, yeah, but uh, this is one of my favorites that, uh, that World Missionary Puss puts out. It's a Arabic uh, Gospel of John. There's no commentary, just John. I also like the Arabic uh, New Testament and, and the Persian, the Farsi. And I've been known at times, because you read them backwards, to start, you know, uh, quoting. And it looks like I'm reading from it, you know, with other Christians. They're like, whoa, you know Arabic? Oh, no, I just know the first couple of verses there. And I'm just, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but thank the Lord that people can get the word in their heart language. So without further ado, it is 1130. I'm going to bring Helen and Allison on. Thank you so much your graciousness. We love you. You good? Okay. Good morning. What a nice looking congregation. I haven't been in this church for years and years, and it is a blessing to see what the Lord has done here. Um, We are so glad to be here. Uh, You can see on the screen, I hope, and I think Stephanie and I have figured out what we're doing here. Um, you can see kind of what's going on with World Missionary Press. We are celebrating 60 years. We're up to 2.5 billion pieces of literature in those 60 years. You know that we produce it for free. The basic is God's word to the world, free, 
in the language that they can understand. And uh, we are pursuing that more and more every year. We need partners. We don't, it wouldn't do us any good. Those of you who've been in our plant know that we just print, and that's what we do. I want to read uh, just a couple of verses from John 4, if I may. Um, and um, if I can find the right things, Jesus says uh, to the disciples, Say ye not there are yet four months, and then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. And he that reapeth receiveth wages, and gathereth fruit unto life eternal. Both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. And herein is that saying true, one soweth and another reapeth. I sent you to reap that wherein ye sowed, bestowed no labor. Other men labored, and ye are entered into their labors. I am here to thank you for your involvement with World Missionary Press over the years, your prayers, your, your volunteering, um, your finances, whatever. Many of you have contributed for years and years. And I want you to know that we are laborers together. You provide the resources, we do the work, and then we send it out the door. We don't print it just to sit it in the warehouse because we have to count it twice a year. So we don't wanna do that. Um, I want to share with you just a few things from the field so that you get a sense. You get some of your wages for what you've given, and you get some of the, the warm fuzzies that we talk about at World Missionary Press because, let me tell you, the word works. When these booklets go out, people receive them, the spirit moves. This is from Kenya. This pastor, the taller man, um, works in a church in the very dense area of Nairobi, Kenya. He's got a small congregation. He's uh, trying to help people with financial needs and physical needs as well as sharing the gospel. He discovered that he could get World Missionary Press scripture booklets free to help his work. And he was so excited. He took some boxes and uh, I had a chance to spend time with him. What a dear, dear man, Pastor Allen. And he wanted to do this. So a few days after he got his boxes, I got this. And he, he wrote to me and he said, Today I had a meeting with pastors from different churches. And I shared with them the material we got on Wednesday. They were so glad. And then he said what I hear over and over again, though it was not enough. They've got a taste of what the material can do. They've got a taste of the reception to the material. The, um, the open doors that it presents. And now they want more. And these other pastors, wow, look what we've got to work with. Can we have more? Can we have more? Can we have more? And the answer is yes. As soon as we get it printed, we'll, we'll get it right to you. As many of you know, our production, uh, we continued during the COVID. We've been printing and printing and printing. Allison's going to tell you how we got it out the door and how we didn't get it out the door. Those were challenges as well. But we were able to print, and we are still printing about eight and a half million pieces a month. Last fiscal year, we just closed our fiscal year, we did uh, over 100 million pieces. Uh, to, and I think she's got some numbers on that as well. So the word is going out, and there are more and more people every day. There's someone new that says, I just discovered World Missionary Press. You know, it's, it's interesting how the Lord, you know, Joe talked about these these meetings, these things that just seem to pop up, and we have that as well, and uh, people that just say, okay, I just discovered this. I got a text from a, or an email from a man in Kenya. 
He said, one morning as I was traveling to my job, I found a booklet on, the, on my car seat, seat in my car. It was written in my language. There are 44 languages in Kenya. This booklet happened to be in his language. I was blessed and encouraged. If I can get more of this, I can give it to other people. This is how it grows and grows. And it's, a, it's the, the uh, idea of multiplication. One gives it to one and another and another and another. And so we're never going to be out of work, I, d I don't think. Um, many of you know about, and we'll hear more about the situation in India from um, Serve India Mis uh, Ministries in a little while. They're one of our wonderful partners in India, and we are printing a great deal of material for them. But you know that the diff it's getting more and more difficult in India. But I want to encourage you. We, we have uh, opportunities to get some material in, but there are so many people in India asking for literature, and it's hard right now to get it in. But this, this one ministry said, as you may know, things are rapidly changing in the nations, including India, where ministries are under attack. However... God is helping us make use of the WMP literature. Once upon a time, we didn't have enough literature to carry out our ministries. Since we came in contact with World Missionary Press, we are no longer under shortage of quality literature. Even in this lockdown crisis, thousands of pieces of literature are distributed and people are being blessed. The word of God is not bound. And, and it goes wherever God opens a door. And if people are willing to keep their eyes open and look for opportunities, the opportunities are there, and the word is going out. And we know, as Joe has, re has said, that the Lord honors his word. Another uh, group in India sent a... And this, this just came on Thursday. Um, this pastor in India, and we've dealt with him for quite a while. In the state of West Bengal, they're having a huge festival. Hundreds of thousands of people are coming. Uh, but we're going to be giving out the small booklets. Our people are going to be there. Pray for these people. Many of them are asking us to give them Bibles. And to give in, in the days to come, we'll do follow-up and we'll be in their homes. This is an open opportunity. It's a Hindu festival. There are a lot of these. This is one. But this group is going to be there, handing out the scriptures, handing out the truth, the word of God. And they're expecting God to bless. And he will. Um, you can see this is, this is part of the, one of the photos that he sent. Um, as long as I'm looking at what you're looking at, are we still on Stephanie? Good. Okay. <laughs> uh, this is from Indonesia. You may know that Indonesia is, is kind of closed to the gospel. It's a Muslim nation. Um, we have opportunity to print there. We don't have oppor much opportunity to send there, but we do. We pay to have it printed there. And, I, and, and in these days of COVID and lockdown, um, you wonder kind of what's going on. But this just came. He said the booklets have been used for had been used for their Sunday services. Even though there's not a pastor, the churches were in lockdown, especially in the rural areas. It's in demand because online worship does not exist in these areas. Our book, the booklets are suitable to make a sermon in every page. One sermon, one page with combined verses. So we thank you so much for helping our people to know God in Christ Jesus. We hear this over and over and over. If you are familiar with the booklets, the page will have a topic, Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And then it will have several verses that support that. And we've had many, many pastors, particularly in Central America and areas like that, where that's their Bible, that's their teaching material. Um, I, don't, I don't think I have time to tell you that. But, well, if I, maybe when Allison gets done, I'll tell you. I've got another story to tell you. But anyway... Um, so this man in Indonesia is sharing our new piece, God Loves You, with a child. The word is still going out, even though 
uh, there are restrictions. Um, I like this photo. The word, the boxes, we, you, you've seen us pack them up on a container and uh, get them on a ship and send them out. And then the boxes get divvied up and they go everywhere. This happens to be up the Amazon River. Um, and it, uh, th we see people carrying them on bicycles, carrying them on their heads, uh, carrying them on a, on a bicycle, and you wonder how they could get any more on there and how they can ride with it, motorcycles, mules, whatever. They'll take a box. Um, and these, these booklets just distribute and, and go into corners and everywhere. This is going into northern Brazil. And I got this this week that I want to sh share. Um, there was a woman that passed by the, on the sidewalk um, in a certain village in northeast Brazil. And a little boy and his mother were outside their front door passing out scripture booklets as people walked by. This particular woman was heading to a vet store to buy mouse poison, intending to kill herself out of her deep depression. After she received the booklet, she began reading the precious Bible verses from it, and God, through his wonderful word, removed all that depression, put in her heart his blessed hope and assurance of eternal salvation in Jesus Christ. She went back to that home, giving warm thanks to that child and family that was concerned about eternal souls of the community, telling them that they had saved her twice, her body and her soul. Really, this distribution is worthwhile. As it is written in Psalms, he sent his word and saved them in their destruction. This, this group, and what I like about this, and I, I focus on this a lot, we sent 500,000 booklets into that region, and they went out. But this one booklet was designated by the sovereignty of God for that one lady at that moment. Nobody but God operates like that. Nobody but the Holy Spirit can make that happen. And that's why, because it's just the word, and the spirit goes along with, to guide, to hearts that are prepared or in need. And that's, that's the beauty of, what, of the scripture booklets and what God does. And I think Allison's going to pull me off the stage if I don't get going here. Um, I like this. There's a... I, there's a, a ministry in Italy that was just a small church group, uh, and then the immigrant situation happened in 2015, and people started coming from um, East, uh, the Middle East, and from Northern Africa, and from even farther west, farther east, into into Italy. And these people decided we need to do something to help these people, and so they've developed quite an international ministry, particularly in Rome for many, and they sent me this photo and asked me for some booklets. And uh, they asked me, this lady, her name is Laura. Um, she is befriend, befriending a Punjabi lady, a Sikh lady, uh, coming alongside for her practical needs. The lady doesn't speak Italian. So this lady knows very little Italian, and of course the Italian lady doesn't know any, any Punjabi. But she's helping her with her with her needs in the city, but they asked me for booklets in that language so that this lady could share the word of God while she's sharing everything else. And to give someone else the same word that you believe in, that you read every day in their language, is one of the greatest signs of respect and Christian love that you can do. It is the same God. It is the same word. I am no better than you. 
I need the same Savior, and I have the same word to respond to. And so when you sit with someone like these two ladies, an Italian reading Italian and a Punjabi lady reading Punjabi, and it's the same word, that, that's where the Spirit can work, showing the love of Christ and giving, giving the word. Um, I think I'm out of time, so I'm going to let Allison talk, but I'll be back. Good morning, everyone. I'm Allison Bontrager, and I am the freight shipment coordinator at World Missionary Press. So Helen and I do work very closely together uh, on all things large orders. So just to start with some statistics for right now, and then I want you to hang on to it. Um, we have shipped, our fiscal year runs from September 30th until um, yeah, so, I'm sorry, there we go, <laughs> October 1st to, to September 30th, so these stats cover a little bit of last year and a little bit of this year, but this is just how we report it, so within uh, those 12 months, we have been able to send 102 shipments out to many nations. This is amazing, in fact, this year has been record-breaking. Um, with everything that has to do with shipments. And so that's a really important thing to, to hold on to for a minute. Uh, but the great and amazing thing is that out of those 102 shipments, we had 81 container shipments. So to give you an idea of this, we have 40-foot containers that hold 2.1 million scripture booklets. And then we use 20-foot containers that will hold 1.2 million booklets. So that's a lot of booklets that are put into these containers. And I'm sure you've seen them uh, being driven by the truck drivers and maybe even on the rail, the big long containers uh, that probably maybe one of them is ours passing you by with the word of God. Um, so for this fiscal year, uh, we were able to send 40 to 20 foot containers, which is quite amazing. And we were also able to send um, 30 40-foot containers, uh, 39, excuse me, 40-foot containers. Um, we also send what's called uh, less-than-container loads, and that's what will make it from 81 up to 102. And these should not be forgotten. These, uh, these are... Uh, anywhere from one pallet to maybe five pallets that are sent, some internationally and some within the United States, where they have their own ministry with a particular country uh, or continent. And so they send their own containers. Humanitarian aid has been a big one lately, and they include... Uh, our scripture booklets with what they have going. So they're not, not only just delivering the humanitarian aid, but also the word of God to these places all over, uh, which is pretty amazing. So to break it down by region, because this is just so interesting to me, um, this past fiscal year in these numbers, we've sent um, 39 shipments to Africa. There's a lot of countries in Africa. We have sent 26 containers to uh, Central and South America. We've sent 13 containers to Asia, some of which is amazing. Um, only God could do this. 
And in North America, we sent uh, in a container to Puerto Rico. We can't forget them. Um, the numbers uh, are astounding of what has gone out. So actually, the, the box count here is a little off. It's actually about 258,000 boxes. That's a lot of boxes, which equates to about 104 million scripture booklets. Um, there is no doubt to us or our coordinators that every single one of those booklets are meant for somebody specific. It might be somebody that gets it and they put it in their desk drawer and they forget about it and then the Lord leads them to it 10 years later at the very right time that they needed it. And we hear those kinds of stories all the time. Um, it is incredible. So I asked you to hang on to those stats because yes, it's fantastic that we have been record breaking, that we've broken uh, the amount of 40-footers, the amount of 20-footers, the total amount of shipments, 102 total shipments, those are all um, record-breaking um, feats. But I want to talk to you about the impact of COVID on shipping. And some of you may have heard, um, for a long time, as we were, countries were locked down, ports were locked down, so we couldn't get anything in, we couldn't get anything out, um, we were truly at the mercy of this pandemic. Um, once things started to open up a little bit and not going into now, we are seeing um, there's just not enough equipment to go around for everybody that ships. So if you go to Walmart, all of that stuff comes from somewhere. Um, and then all of our stuff goes out. And so we are struggling uh, to receive containers, um, the chassis that we need in order to haul them. Uh, even the carriers will either cancel or delay uh, their bookings, which basically for us means uh, we won't get on that ship. And so we have to wait for another one to come due. And it was harrowing, I will tell you, it was frustrating to see the word of God sitting in our warehouse going nowhere uh, that it was supposed to go. But it was the Lord. It was the Lord that got this material out to the people. Nobody can take credit for this. I will tell you, it was not humanly possible to do this alone. It doesn't matter how good a person might be at freight shipping. This is an anomaly. This is of the Lord. This is the Lord saying, you trust me and I'll get it out at the right time. We'll send it at the right time. And praise the Lord, he's just given all of us at World Missionary Press the ability to stay focused. He's given us strength. He's He's kept us healthy. Um, so many blessings wrapped up around all of this uh, crazy stuff. So my big thing is, yes, it was record-breaking, but it wasn't our record-breaking. It was the Lord breaking these records. Um, it is uh, humbling to be a part of this ministry, I must tell you, and the people that we get to work with all over the world. Um, the booklets are a blessing to our coordinators and distributors, but our relationships with them is our blessing.
and it's incredible to have a conversation with somebody from Cameroon and just walk away loving another brother, loving another sister, um, because we have that one common goal of sharing the good news. Um, one of the interesting side note ministries that has come up for me in doing this um, is again a complete blessing from the Lord. It's incredible. Um, but because I uh, work with the freight shipments, I also have to work with the truck drivers that show up with the containers uh, and that kind of thing. And so this has kind of become a personal ministry for me. Um, most of these guys are very underappreciated. They're treated poorly, not only by the, the people they work for, but the customers as well. Uh, it is a rough, rough life, especially right now with things being so difficult uh, with equipment and that kind of thing. And so hopefully I can get through three stories here. Um, most recently, we had a driver that came. His name was Edward. He had an accent, so I knew he was from somewhere else. And, and he came in um, and asked, what, are we, what do we do? And so I explained, you know, we print these scripture booklets and send them all over the world. And, and he was very, very interested in this. And he was watching us load these pallets. I believe his load was 10 pallets. So each pallet typically has 256 boxes uh, within it and weighs over 2,000 pounds, typically about 2,500 pounds. So, you know, it's not like we're just throwing boxes uh, in the container. It is, it is quite the job to get this taken care of. And so he was watching for a little bit. He thought it was pretty interesting. And uh, then we started talking about, well, are, do you use the Christian Bible? And we, I say, yes, it's, it is uh, the Bible that talks about Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And he says, well, I'm a Christian too. And I said, really? That's amazing. And uh, so we were talking a little bit. I said, I know you have an accent, so where are you from? And he said, I'm from Sudan. And he brought his family to the United States for a better life. Uh, and they had gone to visit family in Sudan uh, in July. And unfortunately, his wife caught COVID. And she died in August, August 17th. And they were home, their home, which was good. But then he had to return back to the States because he's got four children that he needs to take care of. And we were his first job back. We were the first business, that, in his eyes, that he came to after being back, bearing his wife and having the burden of four children. And he said to me, he said, the Lord just tells me I need to share this with you, that you will pray for me. And that's an honor. And I said, of course, of course I will pray for you. And... Um, we prayed together, and it was a beautiful moment. He showed me pictures of his wife and pictures of his children. And I have to tell you that I continue to carry this burden for this man who loves the Lord so much. And um, it's going to be very difficult for him to, to take care of four children when he's on the road. Uh, we had another driver come. He, his name was Fadi. And... Uh, as soon as I said, we, we print in uh, scripture booklets from the Bible, he said, 
I know the Bible. I'm a Christian. My whole family's a Christian. And I said, well, this is amazing. And so gave him a little tour through the plant, and he saw everything. And he said, well, I have to tell you, I'm from Egypt. And his whole family had lived there under severe persecution for years. And they finally found a way out. They got to the United States under asylum. Praise the Lord. And so he comes to uh, our place, and he said, I researched World Missionary Press a little bit, but I didn't think it was going to be like this. And so he walked away with um, booklets for his family that are still in Egypt, many still being persecuted, so that he could send them the word of God in a way that is indiscriminate. Because they're small booklets, it doesn't raise red flags when people receive these, um, whether they're being handed out or mailed. Um, it doesn't say Bible on the front of it. And so there's, you know, it's very easy to uh, pass these along without fear of being caught by those uh, who persecute Christians. Um, the last one, oh, I'm taking a little bit of Helen's time, but um, we had a gentleman come. <laughs> he said, a very strong accent, what's in these boxes? And I said, they're scripture booklets from the Bible. He said, the Bible? And I said, yes, I love the Bible. I love Jesus. And I'm like, okay, this is going to be a pretty awesome visit. Um, it was absolutely incredible to share with him a little bit. And I got him some scripture booklets, and he was flipping through them. And he came to the way to God. And he said, I, I know this booklet. I've had this booklet way back when he lived in Benin. He received this Way to God booklet, and that is what changed his family's life. And on top of that, he said he knows the person who did the translation in their language. How amazingly cool is that, that God brings this driver to our place of business? <laughs> and, um, and it's just, they walk away shocked, amazed, they have our information so that they can order material. Um, the stories could go on and on. They're all so beautiful, wonderful, awesome, um, especially for me. Um, they're they're uh, blessings from God. It seems to happen on my hardest days, I have to say. Um, I do have a list of prayer requests. I won't go through every one of them, but we do currently right now have 25 container shipments en route to destination. Uh, and we can, uh, if you have questions, you can ask me afterwards. So uh, of all of these different locations that they're going to. And then we are also in the process of uh, contracting 14 shipments. So these, these are um, shipments, they're done, they're palletized, they're ready to go out the door, and that's a lot. 14 is a lot, um, but praise the Lord, he's done it, he'll continue to do it. It's his word, it's for his glory. We see him work time and time again through his spirit, uh, keeping us going, keeping the employees going, and blessing our socks off every time we hear these testimonies and uh, stories about how the Lord has just reached in and changed hearts and minds. So I'll turn it back to Helen. Oh, I didn't do the pictures. Do okay. I got it. Okay. Thanks, Allison. Uh, it is exciting to see. 
I want you to, let me go back. This is how some of them, when they arrive, they have to be unloaded. Some of these will make you cringe. We, you know, um, yeah. Uh, it's done one box at a time uh, on a 40-footer. As Allison said, there's 4,215 boxes. Then they got to find a place to store them. Um, and then, um, and hey, in the meantime, we're going to read them. I love this one. We'll just toss them around until we get them, you know. So, yes. Um, so, you can see we're a business, but we're a business that the Lord is directing, we hope, and we trust. And every day we say, Lord, we'll do what you give us to do. Some of this is impossible to do. Um, I deal with 86 national coordinators all over the world. Um, gratefully, I'm a widow with just two cats, so I don't have a home life. So um, I get messages from all over the world at all times of day and night, and it's, it is exciting. One of the, the closing point I want to leave with you, this is one of my favorite pictures. Years and years ago, um, a couple was ministering in the Ural Mountains in Ukraine, and they had been distributing things, and as they were coming back, they pass this little boy on the road. He's got a copy of The Way to God, and in that booklet there is the prayer, um, the salvation prayer, if you will, uh, for a child. And he is reading that and folding his hands and um, talking to God. Um, I want to re-emphasize, if there's nothing else you remember today from us, it is that the point of this is that the word of God will be received and known and souls will be brought into the kingdom. It is an eternal matter. It is urgent. Um, and it is the best thing in the world that you can be part of. Um, I've been there 25, almost 25 years, and I'll... It is just blessing after blessing after blessing because the Lord does the work, as Allison said. We th you are part of this. I want you to understand, sense these changes. These, these. Um, I was in Africa last week and met with several national directors, and every single one of them could not say enough how much this means to them, how much they appreciate it, how much the word works in their areas. You are blessing people around the world. May God bless you. Thank you very much. Thank you. One really kind of important thing. We do have a table set up in the back with materials. Take everything you'd like, okay, other than we'd like to keep the tablecloth, but you can have everything else. Um, also, we want to invite you, we're celebrating our 60th anniversary on October 30th. There'll be an open house in New Paris at our plant from 2 to 4 p.m. And at 6 o'clock um, in Napanee, at Napanee Missionary Church, we're having a celebration. There's some dynamic special speakers it's going to be wonderful, and uh, we'd really like for if how, as many of y'all as can come would be wonderful. It's so it's different. We're transitioning after COVID, so it's it's a different venue, and also we're not serving food this time. So we'd really, if you can make it, it would just mean so much to us if you could be there. And that's October 30th, and there are brochures on the back table. Thank you so much.